This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And good morning from Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, and uh, Charlie, of course, in studio. And we're we're both killing ourselves laughing, trying to remember how you say Happy New Year in Chinese. And not sound like a bozo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I, I thought I remembered it. And then you said uh, it's something like... Tung hao fat choy. Something like that. Something like that. So, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> and if there happens to be any Chinese folk listening in, and you can tell us how to say Happy New Year. And not sound like bozos. And not sound like bozos. <laughs> we'd really appreciate it. Kind of a funny thing. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be kind of fun tonight. Shirley and I uh, mm-hmm. live on a farm out, out in the uh, Newmarket area. Well, across the road, basically, from us is a, 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 a lovely house there with three Chinese families, apparently, mm-hmm. in it. And they had three Christmas trees in, in the house. You could been, see them all lined yeah, up in could, the window. And it was kind of cute. We've been going by them. Well, I've, I've never met these folks. And surely, maybe a couple of years ago, gave them a lift from a grocery store. Anyway, we don't really know them. But tonight... You don't in honor, really know them at all. No, at all. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to go out. Or Shirley's going out to get uh, a bunch of flowers, red flowers, because mm-hmm. they seem to you know really like that color. And we're just going to drop oh, it's over a good tonight, luck color. Uh, and and wish them happy new year. I so think it's a great idea. we'll let you know how how it all works. And they might be out, you know, at a big party or something. So it might all just kind of go. Well, there's an but, awful lot going on. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get out, I mean, uh, there's fortune telling. There's yeah. parades. There's great food festivals. There's all kind, of, and, and it's happening, you know, in Chinatown. Yeah. In the urban core, but also in various, um, you know, sort of communities all all over the world. Obviously, but certainly within the GTA, there's an awful lot going on. And yeah. The newspaper's full of it. And I would just like to say it is the year of the rooster, and uh, I am a rooster. Yes, you are. Oh. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, loud you're, and obnoxious? No, no. Wake people up all the time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm, I'm worked myself into careful a Careful what here. you yeah. say. <laughs> careful, careful. Anyway, I'll report next week of how it all went yes. or didn't go. They might not yes. be home, for heaven's sakes. They might not, but yeah. hopefully it'll go well and yeah. you'll have a... Another great story to share yes, with us. All right. Uh, Meantime, I better give out the phone number. Oh, really? Good idea. That's a good idea, right? For those in the Toronto area who want to get a hold of Charlie Dobbin, our uh, expert in the garden here, 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province, one 866 740 Four seven forty. Call early. Call often. One question per call. You can always call back, but only one question per call. And if you are a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know the young gentleman who and good-looking Sebastian, might I say, uh, he'll answer the phone and you tell him you're a first-time caller. And when you get to the air, that's what you're going to hear. Uh-huh. You're, you get your garden wings. Okay. Oh, so you know what? You know, there it is. The, the idea oh. that we always say, "fat choy." That yeah. actually means happiness and prosperity in Cantonese. 
Gong He Fa Choi. Okay. So yeah, this uh, this is interesting. So this is a website that's yeah, 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 yeah. all the different ways to say Happy Chinese New Year in Mandarin and Cantonese. Oh. Website is China Highlights. Kiwailer. All right. Oh anyway. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how we can get distracted from the garden show. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So Shirley, how are you yeah. doing? Good morning. I I know you're not on the line, but I I know you're there. So sending you this, this, these thoughts. Uh, for anybody like Shirley, who has a beautiful amaryllis bulb that is finished flowering and you're not sure what to do with it, write this down so I don't have to say it again. Because <laughs> I've said it about 500 times. No, not really. Um, bottom line is the bulb has finished blooming, <clears throat> but leaves have emerged. Your job is to keep that pot with the bulb in it, with the leaves emerged and growing in that same sunny location in your home where it flowered so beautifully. Continue to turn it every couple of days, 180 degrees, so it doesn't all lean towards the light. Water as necessary. Feel the soil. Never let it just be a soaking mess or you'll rot the bulb. But you're going to grow it on now as a flower, as a, sorry, a green house plant. Okay. And you're going to have to leave it, you know, and you can put it out in the summer. Once it's June, put it outside, let it enjoy the summer outside. By the end of August, that's when we're going to force it to shut down. We're going to stop watering, put it in the dark. But until then, we have to fatten the bulb up and we have to grow the leaves to do the fattening. All righty. All righty. Well, and you know, of course, uh, we'd mentioned that they, they broke right in half. It got so heavy. The flowers. Two down. feet high. And yeah, <laughs> and the darn thing just in the middle, it collapsed. It broke. Yeah. And so we've got, had the flowers in, in the glass of water or mm-hmm. a vase. Mm-hmm. And it's doing beautifully. Still. They're starting, to, they're starting now to wilt mm. a little bit. Mm. But boy, they lasted a long really, while. Yeah, really yeah. pretty flowers. I know. That, like I told you, cut, they're great as a cut yeah. flower. And they do last a long time for sure. All right, a couple of things to announce. Yeah. Well, one is, remember the Southern Ontario Orchid Society has their show every year. So the Southern Ontario Orchid Show is coming up. Mark your calendars. Saturday, February the 11th. Sunday, both days, Sunday, February the 12th, from 11 to 5 each day. Admission is still only $12. Bonus $2 off coupon is available right now. Mm -hmm. So only a $10 admission. If you go to the website, S as in Sam, O-O-S, again, as in Sam, dot C-A. So that's Southern Ontario Orchid Society, S-O-O-S, dot C-A. Get your coupon, get your discount, get ready to go and have your socks blown off to see (laughs) what's going on in the world of orchids that weekend. If you are a photographer, there are special times, Saturday evening and Sunday early morning, where there's limited admission $20 $20 each. Uh-huh. Tripods will be allowed during that time frame. Otherwise, not allowed because it's way too crowded. Okay. Remember mm. Terry Kennedy, who is a, a big wig in the organization, but also a, a you know, really expert in the world of orchids, uh, was the one who kind of turned us on. Gave us a tour. Yeah, and, yeah, and toured us about and showed us and explained all kinds of things. So she's going to join us on the show next Saturday. Okay. Um, and she'll answer some orchid questions mm-hmm. if people have any. And she'll also update us on what's going on at the show this year. All righty. All Tokey good things to look forward to. Huh? Okay. And we will have to scoot along. Uh, our first break coming up here at 9.15, but we'll be back to say hi to Josephine in Pickering. Got first to the line again. <laughs> She's good. Way eh? to go. She's good. <laughs> All right. Back in just a couple of moments here on Zoomer Radio's The Garden Show.
Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Indeed, as we broadcast from uh, the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Well... Josephine in Pickering. Good morning and welcome to the show again. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. How good, are you this morning? Good morning. Great. How are you? It's getting to be a point that Sebastian even knows my phone number now. How so about that? He picks up the phone and goes, good morning, Josephine. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, what I'm calling about is those crazy mandevillas. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're looking terrible, and I cut them back like you told me. Mm-hmm. Now, there's an awful lot of sticks, but there's a lot of new green shoots coming. Good. What do I do? Well, where are the green shoots coming from? From the ground. Okay, and uh, everything above is looking pretty brown and dry? Oh, it is disastrous looking. Oh, so there you go. Just get out your pruners and take out all the brown and the dry. Okay. And allow the green to grow. Because, see, that's the thing. If you had cut the whole thing right down to ground level initially, it may not have sprouted from the root. But Ah. since it has now sprouted from the root, you've got green stems, some green leaves. The plant will, you know, continue to photosynthesize and grow. So take out everything dead. Just get in there and hack away at it. No fertilizer. Not yet, um, but do make sure it's right in a sunny window. Otherwise, it's going to be very thin and sparse. And, mm-hmm. and it couldn't be in a, any sunnier window than my front window because at times I have to close my blind because it's so bright. Oh, okay, and it has been very gray yeah. the last uh, two weeks or so. We haven't seen much sun at all. So no, certainly... that's right, and that's when the blinds are open. But the sun is yeah. full blast. I can't keep them open very long. Okay, so as soon as we get into some sunnier weather, so that should be in the next hope hopefully week or 10 days, then yes, give them a, a weak solution of just an all-purpose, you know, 20-20-20 type fertilizer, but weak solution in the sense that whatever the instructions are on the package, use half the amount of fertilizer recommended. And when it's time to water, water with that solution instead of just plain water. And then wait another month before you do that again. Okay, well, there won't be any sun today because it's snowing outside. I know, uh, it's slippery yeah. out there. I saw three cars in the ditch and wrapped around. One was upside down on my way to oh work God, this down morning. Down the 404. Yeah. 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 Wow. they got to pay attention driving. Yep, yeah, I know. Sure. People, I don't know, they think it's June or something when it's <laughs> January. Like, what is going on? Why do you flip a car over That's on, right. on a Saturday morning for no reason? Thank you for your information. And right. thanks. Say hello to Sebastian again and right. have a good weekend. <laughs> nice to hear okay. from you. Happy Chinese New Year. By golly, I think there might be a romance developing here for uh, Sebastian. I, yeah, hey. Don't, don't, yeah, no, oh, you know. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. No, no okay. No. <laughs> 9.20 here on Zoomer <laughs> Radio's Garden Show. And, <laughs> hey, that's for Bernice in Kitchener, a first-time caller. Hello, Bernice. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry it's another Amaryllis question, <laughs> but not that's about fine. the growth and everything. Okay. It, this one was one of those supersized bulbs, mm-hmm. and I've had, this is the fourth year. Mm-hmm. This year it has produced little bulblets all oh, the way around. Sweet. They're all sprouting lots of leaves, so mm-hmm. it really sort of looks like a bush at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do I leave them on until spring? Yes. Or can I? Well, they have to grow. What, yes. I, what I would do, we have two options. One is, look, just for now, leave them alone. Let everything be green and bushy and grow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it's time to force that dormant period, so at the end of the summer, right. at that point, you could do your separating. 
Okay. If you want to. But you can also just leave them as they are. The little tiny baby bulbs will not flower until they get to a certain size. Sure. They have to be a certain level of maturity. So they are just going to be little green plants, and you're going to have to let them go up and down and up and down for a number of years okay. before they're big enough to flower. Okay. Uh, so up to you whether you want to you know, have multi-pots of amaryllis with only one flowering, or you want to just leave it as it is and let it be you know, beautiful okay. flowers and, and a bush otherwise. Okay. I'll have to repot it then and put it in a bigger pot because, of course, it's distorting this one because it's got so much growth. Oh, great. Wow. So that your supersized bulb is even more supersized, oh, it, it sounds is. like. So that's good, but don't go too much bigger in terms of pot size. Right. So you're probably about a six-inch pot now. That's right. You're allowed to go to an eight-inch, but nothing bigger. Can I okay. ask you where, where you, you bought the bulb? Oh, I can't remember whether it was at... Um, Sheridan or one of the other nurseries uh-huh. in town, mm-hmm. okay, but just... it's been a beauty, and um, it produces when it pr- when it flowers and produces. It's uh, quite wonderful. They're yeah. spectacular, aren't they? Really, they are. Yeah, I know. Frank is a well, totally I... converted to gardening <laughs> now. Now he's a horticulturalist because <laughs> so he grew funny. an amaryllis. Yeah, oh my <laughs> they're God. wonderful. I know <laughs> they are. They're the best. It's so simple. I just yeah. uh, I know. Well, it has anybody to be for can me. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, but it's so, you feel so creative, and it's like you've yeah. nurtured this beauty yeah. into. Life and it's like you really didn't do much, but still, what <laughs> yeah. you did was good. Yeah. That's great. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us, Bernice, <laughs> okay. on the show. Thank you very much. Hey, we look forward to next time you call in. Now, if you don't like Bernice, be a stranger. Would, yeah, yes. don't be a stranger. Doors always open. Mm. If you would like to be a first time caller, mm-hmm. let me give you the numbers, or here. even a or, second or third time. Exactly, caller. you could be We're a regular. Okay, with that. okay, yeah. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty in Toronto. And I'll just let you know there are a couple of lines open right now. 1-866-740-4740 from anywhere in the province. And that's, of course, toll-free. Now, you had an interesting uh, email. Well, I was going to say, I have an update from one of our great listeners because, we, you know. Can we first do a little uh, break? We have, we're getting behind Oh, sure, sure, sure. So Go ahead. I'll get caught up and then come okay. back and, and we'll detail that uh, you interesting just suggestion. continue to control the show. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, good. I got the whip out. Yay! It's my turn. Okay. We're, we're going to be right back, Charlie and I, here on Zoomer Radio AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You heard that? Phone numbers, yes. Well, I can't believe you had the mic on so well, early. Just turned... <laughs> I didn't pay attention. <laughs> ah, uh, we are here. You we think all... we're taking a break, but we're here, we're you know, here. fighting here. with each yeah, other, the poking, lines, prodding. The lines are completely empty at the moment. <laughs> nobody so... wants to talk to us, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, there's nobody Chinese listening, and that's for sure. Well, we don't know. Well, we're looking for the proper <laughs> they're, way. They're, we've embarrassed say, them yeah, happy, and ourselves. Happy New Year. Okay. Uh, phone numbers again. 416 360 for Toronto area listeners, and then any, anywhere in the in the province, one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Rick up in White River, he should call in now. <laughs> yeah, well, so oh, he's probably yeah. snowed in up there. Back to this email you received, which is kind of neat. Well, yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, our callers are, are the best, right? Yeah. Our listeners. When when we get a question that I can't 
answer off the top of my head. Sometimes one of our great listeners jumps in and makes a suggestion. So I want to say thank you so much to Janet in St. Catharines. She sent an email, and it was regarding Peggy's call last week. Peggy had called in from Mississauga and said she filled her bird feeder with all kinds of great bird seed, and she's sitting there watching that bird feeder with no birds. It's just full of seed, and where did all the birds go? Now, I said, I have no idea. That makes no sense to me. But Janet had a suggestion, and she said that... The birds, when they suddenly stop coming to your feeder, even though um, not everything's the same, she, she, Janet, has had the same experience a few times, and she usually found that there was a hawk in the neighborhood. It may not always be apparent, but if, if the caller, Peggy, looks at, at the right time, she may see one in a nearby tree or circling in the air. In Janet's experience, the hawks will eventually move on and the birds will come back to the feeder. So hoping that was helpful. And actually, I think that's probably a pretty good call. It probably is just that. Mm-hmm. that there's some predator hanging out and the birds are just going to wait at, in order to survive this process. Because um, the hawk population really does seem to have increased quite dramatically in our neighborhood. Well, I was telling GTA. you off the air, but this is absolutely true uh, mm-hmm. out on the farm. Last summer, mm-hmm. there was one day when there were five, at least five hawks circling just and then they were it was beautiful mm-hmm. they were just you know circling ever so gently looking for those little field mice or whatever or whatever yeah and i told you just the other day like two three days ago i was driving yeah. along on the 407 just getting on the 407 yeah. and out of the corner of my right eye a hawk took off from right. the shoulder the grass on the shoulder yeah, yeah with prey in its foot, feet, and flew Claw. over my car <laughs> and, and, you know, headed yeah. south to go chow down. Well, so, there you are. Yeah, and that, that, that was something small. It was probably, okay. a, probably a mouse. Well, you know, all you have to do is ask, and our listeners get involved. <laughs> Here we've got the lines now are all jammed. Wonderful. Good to, Emma good in Bolton, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I have an unusual question. We're in the country. We've got a lot of spruce trees, close to 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the closer to the to the house, about five of them, mm-hmm. like every year, uh, the chipmunks, the squirrels, chew all the little new shoots. Oh. Have you heard that? Like right now, the ground is covered. Uh, okay, but there's no these there's no new growth now. But they're chewing no, no, off but the whatever tips. Came, you know, like, yeah, last year's new growth. Yeah, basically. usually they do it in the spring, but actually they've been doing it now too. So what? What caused it? Like, is it chipmunks and squirrels, or it must be? Can't see anything else. Yeah, likely. Yeah, because you haven't actually seen it happen, but you see all those little tips. Oh, yeah, I know, I see it. Yeah, all no, over not, the not them doing it, but I hear them, you know, in the spring up in the trees. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, two reasons why I think they would do that, and but I will double check to see if I'm on the right track here. One is there are insects that can get into the the tips, the growing tips of okay. spruce, and. It could be that they're chewing the tips off in order to sort of suck the bugs out of the the t- you know the little twigs that they're pulling off because they're not squirrels and I don't think of them as spruce eaters. But then again, there's also an awful lot of vitamin C and stuff yeah. in spruce, so mm-hmm. it could be. I a- thought in the spring they do that to get to the cones, you know. Yeah, there's that, and uh, and also bedding. I mean, they're also uh, they're always nest building. Those squirrels, they they like to keep multi houses on the go, <clears throat> so they're always looking for good stuff to to build a nest with. I oh. walked over to my neighbors the other day and looked under their trees. There's nothing. Oh, okay. Well, and so all five of them near the house, you find that that's oh, happening? five, maybe even more. Like, I didn't really count them all because I was out the other day in the cold. All right. Well, so yeah. leave that with me. Thanks for asking that question, and I will double-check exactly what's going on. And we'll, hey. 
we can we can try and figure it out, but I'll, I'll see if I can get better, more succinct scientific information on that. Okay, okay. thank you. Yeah, thanks, thank you Emma. very much. Uh, and I believe it's Dan in Etobicoke. Uh, Dan, is that you or have I got the wrong name? Hello? Good morning. Yeah. Yes, I was Den. Oh, oh, Den. Den. Okay, <laughs> it was absolutely correct. I was looking Askin said our operator in the next room, and now he's giving you me the evil eye. You deserve a slap. Yeah, yeah, the right thing. Okay. Morning, Den. <laughs> All right, Den. Morning. It's interesting you were just talking about the hawks. I just saw a hawk in my backyard in the middle of Etobicoke here the other day, and mm-hmm. he was chewing away at some sort of meat. It was mm-hmm. quite interesting. Right, in your backyard? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's a, the hawk yeah. population is really on the rise, and Scott, I guess it's because... Yeah, I believe this is the first time I've ever seen one here. Yeah. yeah. But my question mm-hmm. is, um, I have in my neighbor's yard, about two or three feet from the line, mm-hmm. there is a, a pine. I'm, I don't know if it's a Virginia pine or a jack pine. It's one of those scraggly ones. Mm-hmm. And... Beautiful tree, obviously in my neighbor's yard, but the roots from it are growing straight across my lawn, and they pop right out of the lawn, and I have tried covering them with soil, and they'll just pop right out. Oh, yeah, I know. They love that. about roots that are about an inch and a half, two inches in diameter. Wow. And... They pop up almost like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. And, and for sure, it's a little pine. Terrible dangers for walking around. I've tripped over them several times. I'm wondering about cutting them. Will it endanger the tree, or is there another thing that I can do with those roots? Hmm. And for sure, it's the it's roots from the it, pine. They're pointed directly at this tree. Mm. Uh, well, if you were to go in there with uh, you know a large axe and start chopping out those roots, yes, you would have detrimental effect on the tree uh, for two reasons. One is you're going to affect the stability of the tree, which is probably what's going on. What kind of soil are you in? Is it, is it fairly... There's a lot of clay Yeah, here. I was going to say it's pretty clay I think that, soil. That's my, my theory is that the roots grow close to the top of the ground because that's where the topsoil is, and you go down a foot, and mm. it's really hard, and yeah. that's why the roots don't grow down there. Oh, absolutely. The roots will always go where there's least resistance. It, you know, when they can, they'll go for moisture. So because when we put out our sprinklers or it rains, we tend to have all kinds of nice moisture on the surface of the soil, which is one of the reasons why when you do put a sprinkler on your lawn, you don't just put it out for half an hour. It's yeah. like go big or go home. Water deep or don't water at all in order to encourage the tree roots to stay down below soil level. Yeah, it's, so pretty, it's a pretty tough yeah, dig, a, though. I've dug several plants. Yeah. And once you get to a certain level, oh, yeah, you need, need a pick to get through it. Oh, so. Yeah, I know exactly but, what uh, you're talking about. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay, so you like the pine. Obviously, the neighbor likes the pine as well. The roots, uh, there's... See, if you start layering soil on top, you're going to affect, obviously, the drainage in your yard and the grading in your neighborhood. And I've noticed that they just pop right up and through it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, is, Is it possible to dig a trench under it and push it down into the trench? No. Or will it just pop back up again? It'll, it'll tend to pop up, plus it'll be really hard to do that because you, you, that root... it probably have to be a, dig a 10-foot trench. Uh, well, um, or a 50-foot trench because probably, that root yeah. might be through your yard into the I next neighbor. I have a feeling that they do go right through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like to, you'd have to dig the whole thing and then go down with all of it and the tendency would be for it to come up again based on the kind of soil, etc. So, hmm. You know what? What I would suggest because it is you know it becomes a safety issue it's very hard to grow a lawn when you've got that kind of bumps and valleys and to mow that lawn etc why don't you get a hold of 
a certified arborist in that you know services your neighborhood by going to the International Society of Ar- Arboriculture. And they do have a website where you can put in your, your postal code and it'll suggest some people in your neighborhood. Though, obviously, the Davy Tree, D-A-V-E-Y, Davy Tree People Service, like everywhere in the GTA. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make an appointment to have a very talented, trained individual yeah. come to your yard and tell you what's going on by seeing what's and going on. that's free, on. is it not? Absolutely. At no charge yeah. to you. And at that point, make suggestions on what they would do to fix the problem and that, at what, what that would cost. But at least you'll have an expert on site mm-hmm. to really take a look at what's going on. Yeah. That's can, what I would do. Can, one more question about mm-hmm. it. If, if, if I removed probably the worst one with the one have a detrimental effect or should I just leave them all alone? Well, it's hard to say because like part of the reason that Root's doing that is obviously to get to moisture, but it also probably has something to do with stability. So, I mean, I mean, sure, you could take one out, but what in five years you're going to be calling me back and saying, okay, I took out one, but now I've got three that are a problem. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That like, if you can do it, I mean, they do come on weekends and evenings, so it's not like you have to take a day off work. Uh, I would like get an expert on on site before you do anything. Keep in touch with us. Like to hear the follow up on this. Yeah, see let what us they know. Have to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you end up doing there. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you very much. You have bet. Th- thank you calling. very much. Yeah, the Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio. All sorts of interesting problems suggested. Now, uh, oh, quick thank you to Sebastian, our operator, who notes for us uh, that the bald eagles are coming back to the GTA. This was in the news just a week or so ago, yeah, yeah. where somebody saw. Uh, in fact, several people saw a bald eagle, and I believe it was in High Park where they saw it. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I never think of bald eagles. Yeah, here. no, it's quite unusual. But they're like well, a we West think Coast. Unusual, but they uh, they are making more of a pre- presence known in the area. Huh. So there you go, huh. uh, Lynn in the Lake Simcoe area. First time caller. Welcome to the show. Hi, is that me you're talking to? Yes, that indeed. is indeed, Lynn. Good morning, Hi. Lynn. Oh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I took your advice this year on my uh, trailing begonias. Instead of taking them out and putting them in peat moss, mm-hmm. I left them in the pot. Mm-hmm. How soon can I <clears throat> bring them out into the light? Try and hold off with that as long as you can, <clears throat> because the light levels are still so low now. Yeah. That once you wake them up and get them growing... They will get very spindly and pale and soft and breakable if, you, if you're unable to provide the kind of light that they need. Okay. So the soonest I'd be waking those up would probably be, you know, middle of March. Middle of March. That Maybe. sounds like... I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure because I've never done them this way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... If, and assuming you've got a bright, sunny window, you know... I do. I've got a window that faces west, gets oh, a yeah. fair amount of sun. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, so you'll bring them into the light, you'll water them once, you'll start to see little bits of growth, and you'll carefully water... Uh, to support that growth, uh, being careful to not allow the, the pot to be a soggy mess when the, the tubers might rot. Right. Now, when I put them away, they weren't totally dry, mm-hmm. so I have not watered them. Okay. And they're like in a cold cupboard. I mean, you and could check. Guess, have you checked? Should I water them at all now, you think? Well, I would go check them. You know, go in with, a, you know, if you've got a light in the cupboard or take a flashlight and just feel around with your fingers. You want the, them to be firm. You want those tubers to be firm. You don't want them mushy and soft. Right. But then you don't want them all dried up and wrinkled either. So there's exactly. a fine line between too wet and too dry with begonias. Okay, that's great. Well, I, I hope it works this time. Uh, I might just let you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, please do. Please do, yeah. Okay. 
Thanks for Thank calling. Thank you, Lynn. Okay. Uh, from, I, gee, I meant to ask her, Lake Simcoe, pretty big area. We're about well, she probably lives lake. right on the lake. She's oh, probably so, one yeah. of those people that just has this lovely estate lovely overlooking the lake. Yeah, yeah. One of those rich folks who, you know. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> she's in some little bungalow cottage that's been winterized. Well, there you go. Who knows? Yeah, a mystery. Like, we'll yet, yet to solve. But she'll let us know what's going on with the begonias, and, and then, then we'll ask. you'll turn into okay. the journalist and start <laughs> interviewing her. Absolutely. Now, we do have another first-time caller on the line. I'm Marianne from Oakville, and I'll be getting that bell out and getting my arm ringing. Oh, yeah. Uh, my arm ringing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> my bell ringing arm ago in just a moment after these words on Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. 9.43 on a Saturday morning. It's, uh, at the moment, very cloudy indeed. Well, a few snow flurries. In it's the, gray. Uh, Look, yeah, lights. Yeah. People I know. Come on. Street lights are on. Sad. A lot of, you know, seasonal adjusted disorder. A lot of people suffer from that. We should so. just jump on a plane and well, we're, go we're somewhere. provide a little sunshine <laughs> via the radio show, right? <laughs> That's All us. Okay, here we go. Oh, that was a lousy ring there. That's better. <laughs> Mary Ann in Oakville. Welcome to the show. Have to practice First time that. caller, yeah. Good morning. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, I have a question about my orchids. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a lifespan to them? No. Orchids can live for a very long time, but then they're not that hard to kill either. So oh. what's going on? Well, I have really good leaves, uh-huh. but no bloom. Now, one of them is like two years old, and it finished its last blooms in September, mm-hmm. and nothing since then. Um, I have two others. One is has a new uh, bloom coming up, but my goodness, I've never seen any so small. It's so tiny around. I don't know how it's going to hold its bloom. But I just wondered if they had a lifespan or how long should I wait before it hits the dust? I, I, you know... But no, what you're doing is right. I mean, the mm-hmm. the healthy green leaves tell me that you are doing something right. You're giving adequate light. You're giving adequate moisture. Your humidity levels are reasonable. So the plant is alive and thriving to some extent with a, a goodly number of green leaves. Mm-hmm. The next level to get it to flower is probably more connected to nutrient. So what I would do if I were you is I would get a hold of some orchid food or orchid fertilizer. Ver- I have that. Okay. And have you used it at all lately? I do. I do. I use it about every three weeks, maybe. Oh, really? Okay. That yeah. often. So oh, it's then often? All it is is patience, then. It's just patience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I have a lot, but I've given it till spring. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. And, and the other thing is, if you are using it as often as every three weeks, particularly in this gray, you know, yeah. low-light levels we're having... Make, make your mix with the orchid fertilizer half the uh, recommended quantity. Weaker. Yeah. It, it is a very weak mix to begin mm-hmm. with. It's, it's like the liquid, but it's, it's two drops per cup of water. Yeah, so make it one drop per cup of water and okay. continue to use every three weeks, like you said. Okay. And, yeah, okay. and just no, keep... They're, they're very healthy looking, but the one that's two years old, I thought, well, I, I've given you two years now. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, But it was beautiful up to September. Well, it, it just kept blooming nonstop, well, you know? It'll do it again if you give it a chance. Don't, you know, I mean, you can threaten it, but don't, don't do anything <laughs> else. 
<laughs> no, I won't take any. I won't take an axe to it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if it is healthy, it will flower again. It's just a. It's just a patience thing. Gardening okay. does require patience. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thanks okay, for calling. Okay. Thanks. Thanks very much, Marianne. Alrighty. Nine forty-six. As we move on to uh, oh, a call right around the corner, possibly mm-hmm. in Toronto. Siva. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. <clears throat> morning. My phone went off, so I couldn't get on for a while. No anyway, uh, my amaryllis, it hasn't flowered yet, but mm-hmm. I noticed the bulb is beginning to peak out. Oh, okay, good. And uh, I'm tired now. I can't get my Christmas blooms anymore. I guess they're too old. <laughs> so you brought, this is an amaryllis you had from the past, right? Yes, it's quite old. They're quite old. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so you might get it for Easter then. All right. All right. So just... I, you, you mentioned that you put them, in August, you put them to rest and dry. Maybe you bring them back in. Okay, so the, the the resting and drying is often usually in a place like our basement, somewhere where it's dark, preferably cool and dry, and they need to rest for ten weeks, eight okay. to ten weeks. Uh huh. Ten then, weeks. Okay. Then that's when you get the flowers for Christmas. Okay. Just okay. a quick mention to Frank. I yep. nominate Gordon Lightfoot for your. Oh, the Immortals. Yes. Hey. I love that guy. I saw him in November. He's still the same. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Okay, have you actually entered online? No, because I'm not a computer woman. Oh, you know, right. I'm, I'm a senior, so <laughs> I, I don't want to get started. All right, all right. We'll we'll keep that in mind, though. You know, that's a super suggestion. I think. Thank you very much. Maybe Frank can can put uh, that vote in for you. You know, I or could I do could that. pretend I'm Steve oh, and yeah. I could put it in. You could do that, sure. All right, because it's been verified. She actually said to yep. us. Right we, on the area. We have witnesses. Thanks, thanks, Stevie. We'll enter on your behalf, okay? Yeah. And this is all in aid of finding out new immortals. Uh, if you listen in Saturdays and Sundays here on Zoomer Radio, you know that at 4.30 onward, we have uh, immortals on the air, uh, the Leonard Cohen show, mm-hmm. then it's Elvis and Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, we're, we want to uncover new Immortals. So mm. you make a suggestion. Now, as Steve did, it's uh, Gordon well, He would seem like a pretty yeah. obvious one to me. Yeah. Wouldn't what you about, think? Um, oh gosh, uh, Michael Buble. You know, there's another one. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a big hunt. Eh. Yeah. All eh. right. <laughs> See, and I had somebody talking to me the other day saying, why don't you have more country music? And if that be the case, Ray Price would be my suggestion. Name a woman. Great, great These voice. are all men. Well, Aren't there right, any women? Go ahead. I don't know. I'm not. I'm well, not. there you go. See, if I left it up to you. <sighs> How about uh, um, Joni Mitchell? You guess. Okay. Does it have to be a Canadian? No. Okay, but well, Joni Mitchell. Actually, no, it doesn't because uh, well, those are Elvis, all Can- Elvis oh, and Frank right. weren't right. Canadian. Yeah. All right, all right Joni okay. Mitchell. I'm going to nominate yeah. Joni Mitchell. Well, we talked ourselves right to another <laughs> break here. <laughs> this is the so, show. Hard Jane, to believe. <laughs> Jane in Chatham thinks, "Are they ever coming to me?" Yes, Jane will be there to you in in moments here on Zuma Radio. It's the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the lines are indeed open here at uh, Zoomer Radio. Well, no, we have jo- Jane yes, on the line. I know. I oh, just sorry. want to give the phone number. Sorry. Just, you right. said it right. sounded like there was nobody here. No, no. 416 in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, one 740 
888-528-4740. And indeed, Jane is on the line from the, the city where I first began my broadcasting career, ah, Chatham, Ontario. When you were CFCO a mere child. Yes, I was just a young guy. Uh, Jane, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? Great. Morning. Good. Um, I bought a diplodania this past summer. It's in a four-inch pot. Oh, my, yeah. And it was doing well until this last maybe three weeks or four weeks. Mm -hmm. And all the leaves for at least, it's about 18 inches tall right now. Mm -hmm. And at least a foot of the leaves have all died off. Okay. So, so, and these are the, excuse me, the leaves out on the tips of the... uh, From the bottom. From the bottom. Okay, that makes more sense. Your job... Get a, you need to pot it into a bigger pot, I okay, think. Okay, I wondered that. So if you were to look at the pot it's in now, uh, there are drainage holes. If you look, like pick up the pot, look underneath, t- I don't know if you're close to it to be able to do this right now, but if you see roots emerging from those drainage holes, that is an indication that it needs a bigger pot. Okay, and just go an inch up? Uh, well, you go two inches. So if you're at a four inch, you go to a six inch pot, you get some fresh potting soil. Um, so, you know, something that's not been, nothing's grown in, in the past. You can get a small bag if you like and moisten that potting soil or soilless mix. Uh, take it out of the current pot, loosen the roots if they're really all compacted. You know, pop it into the bigger pot, water thoroughly, and make sure it isn't the brightest window you can possibly put it in. And similar to Josephine, our very first caller, she's been struggling with a mandevilla that was, you know, it was scraggly and silly looking and sending stems everywhere. And now she's got new growth coming from the root, from the base, which is exactly what you're going to be striving for as well. And all the old growth has died off on her, so she's going to clean up all that dead stuff. So if, if I were you, once I've done that, that transplanting, I would uh, just pinch back all those little viney stems. Even just a pinch of a half an inch should force some new growth from the center and the base of the plant. Okay. And then in a month or so, you'll be in a position to do some cleaning up and pruning. Okay. Okay. Good. I just looked at the bottom, and yes, there are some roots coming out. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, then. There's the answer to your question. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, now let's move along to, ah, Concord, Ontario. Carol, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about ever-bearing raspberries. Mm -hmm. I don't want to grow them in Concord, but Rockwood. Uh Is there any chance that I can get a catalog or anyone who will admit to selling such things and <laughs> find them online. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh. Do you, have you ever heard of anybody who does it? Yeah, for sure. But off the top of my head, I'd have to double-check who's still doing it. Uh-huh. So, all right, leave that with me. So you're looking for ever-bearing raspberry. I mean, in the spring, is the, your, your timing is good because typically okay. what we do is we'll get them as dormant canes sure. in the spring yeah. and bang them in the ground, of course, once the ground is thawed and warmed up a bit. So you've got time, and, of course, they'll be, they, they would be shipped to you dormant, uh, and you would be receiving them you know, in your mailbox mm-hmm. around about... Yeah, maybe mid-April, late April. Yeah. So let me let me see who is still in the business of shipping ra- ever-bearing ra- raspberries to the Rockwood area, and we'll report back. That'll be uh, off the top next week. Thank you very much. You're very, very good, welcome. Carol. That's wonderful. Okay. <clears throat> Have yourself a great weekend. Thanks for joining us here on The Garden Show, as does Paulette in Etobicoke. Good morning, Paulette. Hi, how are you doing? Great. Morning. Go, hi. Um, I have a question about um, putting coarse sand in with your, um, you know, with the rest of the dirt. Um, I always thought that 
if you put the coarse sand, the, like the roots, do they, do they not get harmed by that coarse sand? No, not at all. Sand is an excellent amendment to particularly um, very fine particle soils like clay soils. Uh, sand is a great amendment because it opens up pore space. It's air space. Exactly. It, right? yeah. It's that pore space that can fill with water and can also drain the water. So uh, do they just kind of ju- uh, just um, avoid uh, the coarseness of the sand or... or- is it just because they it don't sh- even touch the sand? Are you, you're just thinking because it's sharp, and the coarse yeah, sand yeah, tends yeah. to be silica based, yeah. right? So it does have sharp crystal edges. Yeah, that's why I think it's yeah. Um, no, I, you know what? Roots are pretty smart. You're right. They they'll move around and th- mm-hmm. they, again they'll go to the area of least resistance, but the sand will not damage at all. Okay, can I ask another question? Uh, only know, if, if well, you're you know what we're going to say yes this time, right? Okay. Right the end of the show. <laughs> you know, I've got these yellow, uh, the, the the willow and the uh, the red sticks. You know, and, mm, and they're rooting yep. in some water. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, uh, should I put some fertilizer in there? Um, so you're trying to get some roots growing to start the shrubs? The, the, the roots are already growing oh. in the water. Uh, no, I wouldn't put fertilizer in the water. Just keep, make sure that you keep the water clean and fresh and change it every week or 10 days. Okay, so don't put the chlorinated uh, Toronto water in it. Put Tro- it like um, just the bottled water. I was going to say, try and avoid the chlorinated water if you can. That's great. Okay. If you can use filtered water or bottled okay. water. And again, Paul? pardon? Are you Paul? Is this Paul Zamet? No, this is Charlie Dobbin. Charlie oh Dobbin. Oh my gosh, he but, sounds just like Paul Zammett. Uh, well, sort of. I think <laughs> oh he's, my gosh. I think his voice is higher than mine, actually. <laughs> it could be. He, okay, um, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Right. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Well, now, you don't even look like Paul Zammett. Uh, you know what? It's funny because I think Paulette uh, was listening to Paul fill in on CBC Radio oh, right. for... Yeah. Um, Ed Lawrence, when he was away for a few weeks. All right. And yeah. Paul was talking about, um, I heard him talking about the dogwood and the braiding and the this well, and the that, go. making trellises and all this stuff. So I think that's where Paulette was uh, going okay. with her dogwood. No, uh, actually, uh, Paulette, you were actually talking to Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener, and we're going to do it all over again next week. Right? We are. We yeah. are. We're here. Yep, we're here. And I have a quick minute just to remind people. February the 8th, so mark your calendars, Wednesday, February the 8th, right here in Toronto, the Riverdale Horticultural Society meets on the Wednesday, they meet at 7 p.m., excuse me, they meet at the Frankland Community Centre, which is 816 Logan Avenue, just south of Danforth, and on February 8th, it's all about orchids. John Alexander is an enthusiastic orchid hunter, and he'll be speaking and sharing his experiences. Very good indeed, and next week, I'm going to report back. Uh, see how we did with our Chinese neighbors across the I know. The I think you better get more than just red flowers. I think you might yeah. get red money envelopes or something. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll come back and have you fill them out. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much, Thank you, Charlie. Frank. Couldn't do it without you. And Sebastian definitely couldn't do it without you. Great callers. Keep them coming. Looking forward to seeing you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.